Welcome back, everyone, to a special episode of the 5-Minute Drill. I'm your host, Simran Sandhu, and joining me today is Kaylin Jackson, Vice Chair and Owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Now, before we get started, here's a quick message from our sponsor. Thinking about purchasing something on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist for the upcoming holidays, but worried about getting scammed or meeting some stranger in a dark parking lot? Well, Deliverend is here to solve that problem by removing the in-person meetup. That's right, you can now order items on these marketplaces, and through the Deliverend app, those items will be delivered right to your doorstep. Not only is this convenient, as all payments are done within the app, but Deliverend truly makes the process safer by hiding your personal details from the seller, and you can also verify the item condition using their in-app video chat. With their fleet of vetted drivers, DeliverN also helps local businesses reduce their overhead by providing delivery services. Right now, they've also got a special going on. For all new users that create an account, you will receive $50 in credits to apply to future marketplace items. So make sure to download the app today in the App Store. Kaylin, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I want to kick things off by acknowledging that the Colts are having a great season. Your team is currently tied for the most wins in the AFC South. Kaylin, can you share a bit about how exciting the season has been from an ownership standpoint, especially given how unusual this year has been? So it's obviously been very exciting. I mean, you know, I think sitting at, at nine and four, as as good as that record is, you know, for us, we still have a lot of work to do. Um, as you said, we're tied, you know, we haven't won out the division yet, which would guarantee us a, a spot. And so, you know, we have a lot of work to do. And I think it really fits well with Frank Reich's mantra of one and oh each week and, you know, really focusing on staying focused on that and you're not getting ahead of ourselves um, and really working on getting 1% better. So as exciting as it is, we have a lot of work to do, but honestly, we're so thankful to be able to play, be able to have a season and be able to have been able to, do it safely for our players and our staff and our fans. And as a fan, I completely agree. It's great getting to see the Colts play, but right now you're operating at less than 20% of normal capacity when it comes to fans attending games. So from a business standpoint, how have the Colts navigated the financial challenges associated with decreased ticket sales and concession revenue? Yeah, so, you I mean, you hit the nail on the head, you know, and we, 20% has been where we've been able to go, but we started at 2,500 fans. So that was our first game, bumped up to 7,500, then got to 12.5. And now we're actually bumped back down to 10,000 for our next game due to recent spikes. Um, And so, you know, obviously there is a huge financial hit there, but, you know, we feel really blessed and fortunate to be able to take that hit, um, you know, the way that we are set up. And we're very fortunate to have our TV deals through the league. There's really been a support for us, but I think you know, we know so many businesses have been hit so much harder and we just feel thankful to be able to, to you know, take one day at a time and move one foot forward. Um, and, you know, this will probably be something that we financially are looking at for years to come. But I think our priority for everybody, including our community, is just to do it safely. So, you know, we, as I said before, you know, we're just thankful to be able to do it safely. And, and you know, that's been our top priority. But I think for us too, we really feel lucky to have the leadership that we do, you know, within our community and our state. The civic leadership has been amazing. We feel very supported and we feel that we've been able to work together really well, um, especially with Dr. Kane. She's 
she's kind of been our our key person in terms of really helping us do this right. Um, she's the director of Marion County Health Department. So, um, you know, as much as there has been a hit, you know, we our top priority has just been doing it safely. Now, as you mentioned the community in the state, it's clear that your team has a very dedicated fan base. So given that most viewers are watching virtually this season, how have you and the organization maintained that real personable connection between the team and the fans? Yeah, and I would say, you know, we miss our fans so much. Um, I think, you know, from anyone you talk to, players, coaches, front office staff, we really do have, I know everyone says, but we have the best fans in the league. Um, You know, we love how family oriented our fans are too. You know, it goes from infant all the way, you know, to, to elderly. And we love it, you know, and we love our community that we have. And, you know, I think for us, it's like social media is a beautiful thing, you know, um, thankful to have it in this, in this time and, and have been able to really use it, you know, before this even happened, you know, over the past several years, we've really invested a lot of time and resources in our content and production operations that capture, you know, everything from video, audio, digital, social, um, so be, because of that and, you know, having that core, um, already in place, that's been very helpful. Um, and then, you know, you add into a big part of our connection with our fans is our community, community involvement. Um, I actually oversee our community relations department and our family giving strategy. Um, so we ha- we were able to still have many community events with players, um, a lot of drive through type events, but still being able to connect with our fans in that way and people that are in need and, one really unique thing that we did actually is we, um, along with a couple other teams, purchased robots that actually have cameras and video screens on them. So we can do virtual hospital visits and school visits and, you know, other places that we would normally be. Um, so it's really interesting as hard as this pandemic has been. It's always really interesting to see what people come up with and the unique, you know, opportunities that that people find, you know, when struggling. Well, that's great to hear that you've been able to find alternative methods to keep that connection strong. But if we were to look ahead as vice chair and owner, what is your vision for the NFL over the next four to five years? And what role do the Colts play in this? So obviously, you know, we want to grow the sport in the country and and around the world. Um, But we really want to do that in an innovative way and really try to find ways to be innovative, but also to make the game safer. You know, that's always a huge priority for the league and for, you know, us personally as an organization. But I think too, you know, as we navigate this ever-changing entertainment landscape and technology and the way people are consuming our product is a huge thing and focus for us, um, again, from a league standpoint and from an organization standpoint, you know, really trying to adapt with the new generations and how they're choosing to consume our product and what it means and really listening to what they want and how they want to see our product and where they want to see our product. So I think just really continuing to be innovative and evolve um, in this ever-changing landscape. Now, as we wrap this interview up, Kaylin, what advice would you give to a young professional or a sports fan who is trying to break into the sports industry? People ask me this all the time. um, And I really, and I mean what I say when I say these things, is just say yes. Like, is, is, you know, you hear that in so many different spaces. But what I mean by that is, you know, take opportunities when presented to you, even if it's something so small and barely related to what you want to get involved in. You never know, can't tell you the people who work here and the way they got here and how they didn't say no to anything. They didn't say no to the things that weren't as interesting or as sexy or, you know, as right online with what they were hoping to do. You know, they, 
did the hard work, they did the grunt work, and they made connections that way. And I think, you know, networking in this industry is huge, but it's it's maybe not even in the traditional sense. I mean, that if you, you should use your resources, use your networking as a way to don't be ashamed to get your foot in the door that way. You're still going to have to prove yourself once you're there. Um, and I think that, you know, I think with the new generation too, it's like everyone wants to get there on their own, but it's like, use those resources, use those networking opportunities because they really do make a difference. Um, you know, we have people that interned here that are now VP level, you know, we, that worked their way up. Um, and it really just, and a lot of that is from the way they proved themselves when they were here. And I would also say, be prepared to work hard. You know, um, the sport industry industry is super fun and rewarding, but it's high pace, high pressure, long hours. Um, but I would say if you talk to anybody who works here or within it, they love it and it brings so much joy to them. But I would say be prepared for that. <laughs> That's great advice, Kaylin. Thank you so much for your time and insights and good luck with the rest of the season. We'll be cheering the team on. Thanks so much. And folks, that concludes the five-minute drill for today. As always, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we will catch you bright and early Tuesday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news. 